Tuesday, the 20th day of July. We've got some fog in 63 degrees in Logansport as we get underway for another nice day. Should be nice. Absolutely. Very summer-like. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you like your all-aboard t-shirt? I like it. Does it nice? Yeah. yeah. Give those away during the fairs and yeah, you know, got some folks that uh, won those. And um, here we are. Now what? Uh, here, this says that as pandemic restrictions begin to fall away, people are reverting to their pre-pandemic tipping patterns, which are often inconsistent and less than generous. In fact. Mm. Tipping patterns in June of this year were almost identical to what they were in 2019, according to a new survey from Bankrate. In some categories, like restaurants and food delivery, the percentage of people who always tip their servers actually decreased a few points. At sit-down restaurants, only 75% are tipping all the time. That means 25% never do. Wow. My question wow. is... When did it go from 15% to now it's like 20? You know, oftentimes on your slip now it'll say, yeah, you know. it'll say, it'll, it'll like start like 18%. And yep. then it's like, oh, 18%, 20. Okay. I thought it was 15. Isn't it supposed to be 15? We usually, okay, honestly, okay. we usually go 20% All right. just because. Well, it's easy to do in your head. It is. Yeah. And, you know, it. Real talk. I mean, the the better our situation has become, the yep. more like yeah, yeah, generous tippers we've become. Yes, to be very honest. It says for sit down dining. Although, let me tell you, let me tell you a story. Okay. Let me let me tell you let me let me regale you with the story okay. here. Okay, we were at a restaurant, and you know, typically when we tip, it's we don't leave cash. Okay, all right, just because we typically don't carry a lot of cash, like a lot of people do. And I go to pay, and it's like I'm bombarded with, would you like this, sir? No. Would you like this? No. Would you like da-da-da? No. It was like three different things they're trying to, you know, before I'm out the door. And so she rings it up, comes back, and then she asks, would you like to give your, your server, would you like to leave something for your server? And I was like, no. It just came out because they were they kept trying to upsell me and I'm like I, I don't whatever I don't know and it didn't even register until yeah I was like out the door and I was like oh crap so the the server got nothing well I mean well something yeah yeah but why do they do that it's supposed know, to man. be up to you. and look away while I'm messing with it yeah you know? yeah would you like to leave your server and it's like come on. Let me, yeah, let me write that down. You know, that's between me and my server. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know, but I thought it was supposed to be 15%. It says the standard's still 15 to 20. For takeaway, the standard is still 10 to 15. So when you go in to pick up something, you're supposed to leave 10 or 15%. Yes. Now... Let's talk about this debate. Is that on what they actually charge you or the full price that includes tax? Yeah. See, that's a tough one. And isn't it? I hear 
that Canadians are generally terrible tippers. Canadians? Yeah. Why would they have that? I, I don't know, but my sister, when she'd moved to Florida many, many years ago, worked in a restaurant, and the Canadian traffic that was down there didn't tip. Weird. Yeah. Now, I don't know what that deal is. Maybe they, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe they're just not used to it. But, um, you know, leave a nice tip. If, uh, you know, they for sit down 15 to 20. If it's, right. uh, if it's good, 20 or more. If it's a little shady, stay in the 15% range. That way they still get something. I don't know about just doing nothing and leaving a note. I've seen a lot of that in these stories. So, I just saw here, uh, some will suggest tip amounts based on the total bill, but most suggest tips based on the pre-tax total, which is the correct answer. You don't tip on the tax because tax is not a service the restaurant provided. Okay. So, whatever your total is prior to tax, that's what you're basing on. Although it's easier for me just to look at the final figure. I don't know. So I guess if I do that, though, it's penalizing the server. <laughs> I just don't know. I need a tip calculator. <laughs> I guess your phone can do that for you. Yeah. You ever had house guests? People stay with you for um, a few days or so? Not really. Okay. We don't have the room yeah. for it, so. This uh, from Reddit asked the internet, what's the most disrespectful thing guests ever did in your home? Here's one that said their drunk friend slept on the couch, peed, and then nicely folded a blanket over the couch cushion so they didn't know until after he left and blamed his cat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, your cat did that. (laughs) A guest cut their toenails in their living room and they were just there for a few hours. It's not like they were overnight guests. They were, <laughs> who does that? <laughs> hey, hey, Matt, uh, <laughs> just sitting in your place. <laughs> Dude, not gonna, come on. What do you, no. <laughs> I just, uh, I've never heard that. Neighbor's kid came in with dirt all over his feet and then wiped them all over the carpet. Never got the stain out. <laughs> So every day you see it as a reminder of what that kid did to your carpet. (laughs) My son's middle school friend opened all the yogurts in my refrigerator, didn't eat them, just opened all the tinfoil lids. When you were, okay, for real. Oh, no. When you were. I never know. When you went to a friend's house. I had never. The refrigerator was kind of off limits, right? I'm not going in there. No, no, no. It was almost like going into mom's purse. Like yeah. you just, you didn't do it. No, that's just uh, no. No, it was no. I can't believe a kid would do that. Yeah. A grown adult stuck chewed up chewing gum under the dining table at Thanksgiving. Then it stuck to the knee of my jeans during the next game night that we had. Oh my gosh. People do some weird stuff. Wow. And I'm not doing all these. I'm just going skipping around. 
says we had my in-laws wedding in her backyard a few hours to the festivities i found i needed more toilet paper written on the bathroom wall with human feces come on who does that <laughs> that's terrible oh that's just the worst i don't know i guess you're better off not to have visitors Okay, it's just, yeah. <laughs> Never have anyone in your home. So, um, this says a dude came over, apparently pooped his britches, and threw his heavily skid-marked underwear in my dirty laundry pile. I found my dog chewing on his underwear the next morning. <laughs> how, how terrible. <laughs> And then it's like, as you read these, are you thinking yep. of people in your life? Who would do that to me? <laughs> who would write on my wall? Why? Would, if I had Dale over, would he cut his <laughs> toes, like cut his toenails in my living room? It takes a great effort to write on someone's wall. Oh, yeah, it does. You know. Yeah, it does. And uh, <laughs> I don't know. Here, I'll just use this like a crayon. It's... <laughs> It's kind of like being <laughs> back in kindergarten. It's a little thick. That's okay. It's, we got to move on. It's 632. <laughs> Let's check news with Michelle. This is Tidbits. I think wearing a uh, more expensive T-shirt just weighs more, and it uh, just—it's you know, almost like a, one of those dog sweaters that help them when they're scared, right? You know, it's, this T-shirt's just heavy, you know. <laughs> so it's a good quality shirt. Yeah, it makes you hot. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so rather than I'm be like soft and comfortable and breathable, it's yeah. just hot. Yeah, it's heavy. It's hot. <laughs> This, uh, I've heard this since the beginning of all this, says 20% of Americans believe in the conspiracy theory that microchips have been planted inside COVID-19 vaccines. I've heard that from people I know. I know. A poll found 15% of Americans said the conspiracy theory was probably true, while another 5% said it was definitely true true (laughs) the same poll concluded that 27 percent of people 30 to 44 support this theory 14 percent of democratic voters 32 percent republican voters sharing that belief false contents been published on social media regarding the microchip theory with many conspiracy theorists saying that covid19 is just a cover-up for world governments and corporations to track millions of people using vaccine. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Now, isn't that a little... I, 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 I don't know. I mean, if they are, I, what do I care? I don't do anything. <laughs> right. Let them track me. Same. <laughs> it's, but I... Oh, there he goes to the radio station. <laughs> oh, there he goes back home. <laughs> Oh, there he goes, going to the store. 
Looks like this microchip is rocking in a corner, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) This one spends a lot of time by itself. I don't know. It's uh... (laughs) It's, Why do people think that? I mean, I've heard that since the very beginnings of of the uh, the vaccine. I don't know. Uh, I'm not getting it. I don't want them tracking me. <laughs> okay, what do you do? <laughs> Let's say they do track you. <laughs> it's not like you're up to anything, you know, that they really care about. <laughs> so I don't know. Have you ever thought of anything of that sort? I just thought <laughs> no. I'd like to get a shot so I can go back to somewhat normal activity. That's what I thought. Right. If this is going to help things get back to, to normal, I'm, I'm on board. That's what I thought. So, and some of you out there listening now may be disagreeing with us. That's okay. That's fine. Here's a woman with a cupboard full of unwrapped junk food. Now, again, why do you do this? But she has. Has proven that some processed foods never go bad, including pizza, fried chicken, and donuts. In a post with over 3.3 million views on social media, TikTok user Elif Kondramir shared a clip in which she explores her mom's pantry. She claimed stacked high with portable plastic storage drawers full of fast food and other highly processed uh, foods. Her mom is a naturalist helping to tackle obesity. These foods shown are ultra-processed foods that 80% of the UK consume on a regular basis, so they're in Britain. In a follow-up, she claimed that her mom a psychotherapist and nutritionist, began collecting the dishes about two years ago. So um, here's what the the previous research on the degradability of processed foods, including a McDonald's burger, have yet to land on a full explanation of why some foods inhibit the growth of mold. However, a thorough investigation by Sirius Eats (laughs) back in 2019... Okay. Ascertain that a lack of moisture is the most plausible factor contributing to that burger's longevity. Hmm. Where thicker, saucier, or otherwise juicier burgers may be devoured by fungi within days or weeks, the Mickey D burger (laughs) seemed to be just thin enough to essentially dehydrate like burger-shaped beef jerky before rotting. (laughs) Indeed, Mold needs moisture to thrive, which is why dehydrated foods stay edible for many, many years. So is it just that this food is dry? I guess so. You know, there was a guy that had what? Same thing. Even the fries. Okay. Mm-hmm. They look just like they'd just been purchased. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But, you know, you look in this picture and you see some pizza. <laughs> okay. And... It, now, you know, it depends on where you get your pizza. Now, I've had a pretty greasy pizza pie in, in my life, okay? <laughs> yes. So, I yeah. don't know. 
But you think about, and again, I didn't really think about touching grocery cart handles and doorknobs yeah. a lot until this. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guess when it comes to food, if you think about it and all the products that are in it, it's like my theory of bread not never molding. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's what's, what's, what's in it? What's in this bread? What are we eating? You know? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm probably full of whatever it is. It's scary to think about. Yeah. But, but yet, even if you get a bag of lettuce, they tell you to wash it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think a lot of people just assume, well, it's in a bag. They've already done that just for me. Yeah. Yeah. I love your sound effects. Are you chopping lettuce? Chopping lettuce. Thank you. But, you know, I got to watch stuff still. Yeah. Can't take anything for granted. You ever notice that, like, the, the chopped lettuce you get in a bag? Yeah. Like, it's like an instant salad mix? Yeah. Never looks good. It never. It's just kind of wilty to begin it with. It never looks yeah. good, man. But you've had it. You live with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I put enough of this on there. I won't even see it. That's true. <laughs> That's true. It doesn't exist. If I bury it in ranch, <laughs> it'll be fine. <clears throat> Here's a uh, story from Cincinnati where firefighters rescued a dog trapped between concrete walls. This dog was trapped for five days. <laughs> wow. The dog went missing after Tuesday after its owner said... Her dog ran into the woods and didn't return. Then on Sunday, a nearby homeowner heard dog cries coming from their garage wall and called firefighters. When they arrived at the home, they found the dog fell down a crevice that resulted in the dog being stuck between concrete walls. Dang. What's the odds? There's no way to lift the dog out of this crevice. (laughs) So firefighters determined they would have to bust the concrete blocks wall. And uh, they did that with saws and a sledgehammer. I'm sure the owner of the dog gladly paid that individual to fix their garage afterwards. <laughs> yeah. S- says the rescue effort took about 10 minutes before the dog owner and uh, the dog were reunited. And it says the uh, when they found the dog, its tail was wagging. <laughs> Let's think about a dog, man. It's like, it's almost like having a toddler. Like, if it, they will find a way to do whatever, you know I mean? Yeah. They just, they just will. You're right, you know. And finally, as you're maybe still laying in bed listening to this program, this says your bed may be one of the germiest places in your home. Research from the University of Westminster explains all the hidden changes Dangers, I should say, that may actually be turning your mattress into one giant Petri dish. A giant Petri dish. <laughs> awesome. Uh. All the sweat, saliva, dandruff, dead skin cells. After a night's sleep, just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to a less than cleanly bed. 
All these things create the perfect environment for bacteria, fungi, viruses, even microscopic bugs <laughs> to grow. <laughs> People shed about 500 million skin cells a night. This provides microscopic dust mites with a smorgasbord to feed on. <laughs> I'm just seeing this bed just crawling. <laughs> It just things hopping as you walk in. You just see it in the air, just hopping around. It'll make you never want to sleep again. Making little noises. That's your bed, right? <laughs> Items inside your own home can contribute to the germ-infested bed. Bringing soiled clothing and towels into the bedroom can expose your bed to more germs. Think about those who eat in bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, this just... <laughs> if you go through the stuff that we deal with in this program, you'd never <laughs> want to go to, your, to bed. Yeah. You never want to, like, go in public, <laughs> eat food, have people over to your house. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> See, people come over. Can I use your restroom? No. No, you can't. You can hold it. You can, you can use your own your own bathroom. So there you go. <laughs> some, some tidbits on this Tuesday. Oh, my gosh. And that'll do it, Matt. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll see you I'm not tomorrow. sure what to make of this show today, but it was, it was something. <laughs> it truly was. It was something. I'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. See you.